Welcome back to the podcast on everything. I'm your host, Dan Berlin. We have an Eagles special edition episode. Doug Peterson is fired, and I have with me an avid Eagles fan, D'Angelo Good. Welcome to the show, D'Angelo. It's good to be here, man. What's up, y'all? So, we have been Eagle fans for a long time. We've yes, seen man. lots of head coaches come and go. Mm-hmm. Um, Doug Peterson just got fired. Couple days ago, he finished with a career record 42 wins, 37 losses, and one tie in the regular season. Four and two in the playoffs. Um, lasted about five years. Mm-hmm. Five years, short span. Yeah. Um, so, D'Angelo, looking back at these five years, where do you where do you uh, rate Doug as a head coach? Um, I believe, you know, he's one of our top head coaches automatically because he got us a Super Bowl. You know, no other head coaches have been able to do that for us, you know. Um, but uh, he, he, <laughs> it's, been a, it's been a crazy ride with Doug Peterson for sure. But that, that Super Bowl, you know, makes him one of my favorite coaches so far, and especially the Philly special. Especially that being, <laughs> that being done in the Super Bowl was like, so he, he was just so cool. He was so comfortable with Nick Foles running that play. Nick, he let Nick Foles call the shot. He gave Nick Foles the room to just you know play his game, and that that's what makes me that's what makes him one of my favorite head coaches. But he's he's definitely um, I say top four for sure. Yeah, I, I don't know where I stand yet. Mm-hmm. I gotta I think let let it sink in, and we're gonna get into <laughs> a lot more of the highs and lows of the Doug Peterson era in it, which. He's the only one to say the one he won a Super Bowl. Right, he's the only one to so, say that. So yeah, you're right. Got so, that. <laughs> so when you compare him to everybody else, mm-hmm. you know he's always got that that one up. That one up. Now, yeah. however, he also has a whole bunch of lowlights that we'll get into. <laughs> right. And always had you scratching your head as an Eagles fan. <laughs> and yeah, that's why I don't know where I stand yet because yeah, I, feel, I can feel because, that. Though. I can feel that. Yeah, it's, definitely can feel that. Yeah. Um, looking back, um, so let's go over to the 2016 season, his, his first time. Mm. He started, um, well, let's go even back farther. He was an Eagles quarterback backup yeah. for a bit. He went throughout the league, backed up Brett Favre. Mm-hmm. When he retires, Andy Reid kind of takes him in mm-hmm. because he was one of his um, quarterbacks. So he works for the Eagles previously, mm-hmm. goes with them. When we fire <laughs> Andy <laughs> Reid, yeah, who could be possibly our best. Yeah, I think he's our best head coach of all time. time. Yeah, for sure. I mean, he he does like that mm-hmm. Super Bowl, right? But well, it's not about it's not about Andy. It's about Doug. He's about Doug. Right <laughs> <laughs> so he goes with them. We get rid of Chip Kelly, and then we're like, "What do we do? Like, we're a lost place." Mm-hmm. We hired Doug. His first year he goes seven and nine. We also get um, Carson Wentz during that. So we got franchise quarterback. Mm-hmm. We have a person we love, Doug Peterson. Right. From the Andy Reid line. Mm-hmm. How would you rate his first year as head coach? Um, 
I'd, for his first season, I would give him a C, a C plus. Um, and this is the reason why, because we're coming off of a year where we were, where Chip Kelly, probably one of our worst head coaches, I would say, yet, because he got rid of all of our, you know, key pieces that we had in our old Eagles offense um, that has worked so well over the years. He got he came and he kind of obliterated us. And, you know, Doug is coming in, picking up the pieces and trying to put everything back together and trying to make a playoff team out of us. And we didn't have much to start with. But now we get a rookie quarterback in Carson Wentz. And he has to make something happen. He has to make something shake. Um, and he comes in and he comes in hot, you know. Super hot. <laughs> the super hot. 3-0, <laughs> and man. Uh, on that third win, we blow out everybody. The first three games, we blow out everybody. It, things are looking up. I'm loving Doug Peterson. I'm loving Carson Wentz, you know. But I've, the reason why I give that C-plus is because the span through. You know, I think some of those um, those bottoming seasons show signs of the first season we saw, right? So, you know, I give him a C-plus. What you give him? Uh, his first year, yeah, C plus would be right. Mm-hmm. We're looking at his record and the and the results. And after that bye, we we were right. awful. Right. We were four and nine after that bye. Mm-hmm. As hot as we were. Right. It, it, it's like it would have been better off if we didn't even take a bye. We just kept playing. <laughs> we just kept playing. Because after that was a lot of losses. Yeah. A lot of L's. A lot of L's. And they were close, but they were the teams that you should have beaten. Right. I mean, if you could beat the Steelers by 31, you shouldn't lose to the Lions off of by the next week. Off of one point, too, by yeah. one point. And that was something that um, Andy Reid was always good at, was winning after a bye. Yes. Um, so, 2016, you're like, okay, we've improved from mm-hmm. Chip Kelly. We've moved on right. from that. Mm-hmm. Then comes 2017, the magical season. Whew. 13-3. Super Bowl champs, mm. but it wasn't won, won under Carson. No. He got us as far as he could, and then he got hurt. Mm-hmm. And then it went under the legend. The, yeah. <laughs> the legend. Um, yeah, we just we just dominated. We, we had, dominated. We was on fire, man. Yeah. I loved it. Goodness um, gracious. Yeah, a sign of things to come in this season mm-hmm. was a Seattle loss that <laughs> yeah, seems to be the trend yeah, every year. <laughs> But you know we could take that in a mm. in a season of winning a Super Bowl and going thirteen and three. Right. And Doug, it seemed like every decision Doug made was the right one. Yeah, especially this season. Like, look, look at this, man. Yeah. Um. Um. The only L was two. Uh. Only only three L's. Well, we don't really count that seventeenth seventeenth week because that's uh, uh we're, we're heading into the playoffs and we're resting our best players. So yeah. that's expected. To, yeah, zero to six. Zero to six we, isn't. we obviously would have won that game if we had to play anybody and, worthy. You and, know? And what a what a what a um you know platform you know what a what a stage to show how garbage the Cowboys were <laughs> that year. We lost to them zero to six. Like that's just a terrible game to see to watch for a Cowboys fan, and I'm loving it. I love that. I love that game because it shows us how garbage they are, and they put together. They 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 can celebrate their little win, but it's a it's a, it's a sweet bitter, not even bittersweet. It's a sweet bitter because it's like oh we won, but oh yeah, but. it's like they knew they won only because yeah. <laughs> we, we didn't put anybody in. They literally had no fun. Two field goals, yeah. no fun, no fun at all. But yeah. going and, going over that, 
that that season there. Look at look at the scores, man. Yeah, like, and this is what um, we're gonna go over a little bit more. Is the offense was just mm-hmm. crushing it. They came Oof. out, and every single game they mm-hmm. had the lead by like the end of the first quarter, right. by a touchdown or two. It mm-hmm. seemed like, and then Jim Schwartz, the defensive coordinator. Could just start blitzing, right? And it just compounded. Like the defensive line was legendary that season. Oh yeah. my goodness! Like, Benny Perry was was having a good season that year. Yeah. Like, we almost had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine games in a row, which we had like almost four touchdowns. Right. <laughs> Every game. Yeah, the, and then we had one bad game against Seattle. In Seattle, and then it goes right back up. Mm-hmm. And even in that game, that Seattle game, we seen a throw from Carson Wentz that was like magical, where he throws it to Nelson Aguilar over uh, Byron Maxwell on the Seahawks. Um, Byron Maxwell was just leaving us; he was just <laughs> with us, and he went to the Seahawks, um, back to the Seahawks actually. Um, and just just that throw where he he threads the needle is just like wow. You know, we're just seeing like. So many like amazing plays by him, you know. That season is is it was amazing. Yeah, and we and we think Doug is the man. He can do no wrong. He can do no wrong. Um, when Carson Wentz went down, I thought the season was over. <laughs> um, but Doug comes out and he's like, "We're going to keep on marching." Right. Like Nick, like we're just rotating the person mm-hmm. in. And I was like, "Yeah, okay, whatever." Right. But Doug seemed like he was on the ball. He's on it. Um, so we get into the to the playoffs with him. And we almost got knocked out in the first round. Right, man. And, it came and, down to that last play. Yeah. And we, and this is the Falcons who just lost the Super Bowl the year before. <laughs> so it wasn't like they were a bad team. Right. We weren't a bad team. Yeah. They, they, were, they were on it. They were on it that year, yeah. But we stopped them. And then, you know, he, like, Doug, Doug crushed it against Minnesota. Granted, Woo! two backups against two backups. It's a two backups. <laughs> two backup quarterbacks. Yes, man. But the Vikings were no slouch. Yeah, but they were they were good. They were yeah. um they they held the the Saints. You know what was the score on that game? Like I just know that because the, the the Vikings won it within the last couple of minutes, like uh, within um, the last second. Minnesota which, miracle, right? The I Minnesota miracle with Stephon Diggs, where he catches the ball and two Saints defenders run into each other, and he runs and he runs it down. I'm like that game because watching the game with uh, the the Falcons the the week before, I was like, man, I don't know. We can beat the Minnesota because Minnesota was on fire that year. They were on fire. Um, and I was like, man, I was so worried. And then to see us get out there and crush them like that was just – it all started off that pick. Because remember, they drove it in on us, scored. Mm-hmm. Um, we came back. We didn't score. I think we got the field goal. And then Patrick, after that, yeah, there was, was that Patrick interception. Robinson Patrick Robinson. Six. Patrick Robinson. And then we just put it six. on. And then for me, the highest – point in Doug Peterson's career was the Super Bowl and, and how crushing and, it yeah crushing it how our offense with a backup quarterback against a team that just just came off of a victory the in victory, the Super Bowl comeback victory yeah. at that like three three or four touchdown mm-hmm. comeback victory um tw- down what 28 28 0 28 0 and might have been 28 3 28 3 something like that and, but, and came back but the Doing this, especially because we lost to Tom Brady with Andy Reid, you know, in the Super Bowl, and then we come back and then get the dub in yeah. such a beautiful way, like forty-one to thirty-three. That is a high-scoring game, and it's still like I think a record for the NFL for most yards. Right, and to, to be, you know, you ask anybody, 
um, hey, in the Super Bowl, if Tom Brady throws for over 500 yards and his team doesn't punt once, he's like, man, I, they blow it wherever they played out. Right. But they lost by eight. <laughs> they lost by eight. <laughs> they by lost eight. by eight. And we're one of the few teams who actually had stopped Tom Brady in like the last two minutes mm-hmm. with that. You know, with Honorable that, mention, with that Eli Manning. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, we're riding high. Doug Peterson mm-hmm. just won a Super Bowl in his second year. Mm. Like, second can't get year. Bet- it, yeah. can't get better than yeah. that. His, his franchise quarterback obviously got hurt. It's going to mm-hmm. take a while. Right. But we have a replacement that doesn't really make the team worse. Right. So you're thinking the next year, all right, they may come out a little bit And what did he say? Weak. The new norm. Yeah, this is the so new this, norm. So this is the new norm. I didn't want to say that because it hurts. <laughs> yeah, came back but, to bite us. Yeah, but um, after that, you're like, okay, you might lapse a little bit because you're from the Super Bowl high. Lots mm-hmm. of teams, except really the Patriots, <laughs> have, the have Patriots, struggled yeah, yeah. the next year. Mm-hmm. Um, Seattle is one of those teams that like mm-hmm. was able to get back the next year. Yeah, but you're like, you know what? If we if we struggle one year because we still have Carson Wentz hurt right. for most of it, it'll be all right. And we go down to basically 500 at nine and seven. But looking at the everything that happened this mm-hmm. year, um, that year in 2018, 2019, you're like, man, we found ways to lose games, and mm. that kind of becomes the new norm, right? <laughs> with Doug is finding mm. ways to lose. Wow. Um, nine and seven. You're looking at it right now. You want to explain any of these games? Man, uh, that first game gave me a scare because it was like once we come back and then that's when the lapse part comes back in. It's just like, all right, this is the new norm. And then we come into the Atlanta Falcons, who aren't bad actually, aren't bad because they we beat them in the divisional game. So they were in the playoffs that, that last year. But to beat them 18 to 12 was just like, you know, I guess that's our thing with the Atlanta Falcons. We it's always it's never like a blowout. It's always like a low scoring game when we play them. Um, um, do you remember how that game ended? Um, was it a, 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 a um? How did it end? I forgot. Just like the playoff game when they're like about to score. Yeah, and, and they just like they just okay. got to move the up like four times. Yeah, but um, in the beginning of the game, I want to go to this. I remember something, and it was very. And since it was a televised game on NBC, I think it was Chris Collinsworth that said it. He's like, only in Philadelphia would they be booing at halftime right after right. This, <laughs> and the first game after a Super Bowl victory. But it was 6-3. to three. We put right. up three points. Three points. And we were like, the new norm is BS. Yeah, <laughs> this isn't the new norm. We're supposed to come in crushing these, crushing it, you know. Yeah. So that was kind of like the takeaway I got mm-hmm. right off the bat was like, okay, well, we might not be what we were, but mm-hmm. we got out the victory because we're a good team. Um, yeah, you can get into some more some more games. That second game, you know, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, but what I will say is that Brian Fitzpatrick was on fire for like the first five games of the season for the, for the Buccaneers. And we were coming up against them. I was a little worried because of how we did against the Falcons and their offense isn't wasn't as good as the Buccaneers that year. Buccaneers come in and they beat us twenty-seven to twenty-one. We could have won that game. We came back miraculously, came back and we started crushing it. And then in the fourth quarter, once again, that fourth quarter, our defense is non-existent and our offense is also non-existent. It's just like what in the world, you know? We go into the Colts. We get that W twenty to sixteen. Once again, worrisome, you know? 
was the Colts even in the playoffs that, that last year? I can't remember. They had Andrew Luck, mm-hmm. and they would have had, let's think. I want to say they had Frank Wright because he left. He left us. It took a, it took a blow there, yeah. Frank Reich, uh, leaving us, yeah. man, because he worked with Carson Wentz so well. Yeah, and he um, and this this might be some of the things we're gonna have to um, mm-hmm. talk about is these coordinators around Doug Peterson. Like, um, it's bound to happen when you win a Super Bowl. People right. gonna take your peop- take your players. Right, right, right. Um, you can't put the the Super Bowl winning team back together again. You know, we lost some key pieces there. He lost Lee Garrett Blunt. Like, that Blunt was like a, a, a train for us, man. He was – man, I love Blunt, man. And, and just having him just, you know, that Philly Blunt. They like smoking that Philly Blunt. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and he was just a powerhouse for us, you know, with uh, Corey Clement backing him up and Jay Ajayi. Those three – that, that triple threat in the backfield was just something great for us. Yeah, now, um, Carson Wentz, he had his debut on this week, in mm-hmm. week three. Yeah. Um, so he plays the most of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, let's just so, so everyone's aware of that. So Nick Foles is back on the bench, right? And I think about what happens there. What what does that do to the yeah. team? Seeing you know winning a Super Bowl with Nick Foles, the 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 chemistry with the team is probably at an all time high. Mm-hmm. They loving Nick Foles right now just to see him get benched for Carson Wentz. Yeah. Now. I think everyone was okay with it because they saw Carson Wentz of the year before. We wouldn't have gotten to the playoffs without yeah. Carson Wentz. We, you know, we were what, eleven and two when um, uh, Nick Foles had to come in. We were eleven and two so. that Rams game, yeah. and he closed out for us. Yeah, so he he does mediocre. I mean, mm. we we go <laughs> nine and seven, but he gets hurt. Mm-hmm. And Nick Foles comes in yet again. Once again. Once again, Nick Foles comes in. And then we're not in the playoffs, but Nick Foles gets us to the playoffs. Gets us to the playoffs, so it's crazy. So we're like, oh, another repeat. Mm-hmm. Like, Doug, right. Doug knows exactly what he's doing. Right, Somehow exactly. He makes, <laughs> he makes the playoffs. Yeah. He played the Chicago Bears, who were 12-4 and four that year, and just kind of one of the best defenses in the, the league. Best defenses in the league, yes. But they had a quarterback who was suspect, <laughs> you know. And That's a good word, suspect. <laughs> and we kept it close, mm-hmm. and then we win on a double doink. A double doink. <laughs> <laughs> from an ex-player of ours, Cody Parkey. <laughs> so we're like, yeah, like it's on again. <laughs> Undercover agent. Undercover yeah. agent Parkey. Yeah. <laughs> um, we end up losing to the one seed, the Saints, but we're up fourteen to nothing. Yeah, right off the right. bat. In off the game. bat, we come in hot. Yeah, come on, hot. Pick mm-hmm. six. I mean, not a pick six. A pick. First play of the game. Pick. Pick off. Mm-hmm. So we're like, all right. We lost. Doug Peterson kind of knows what he's doing. His mm-hmm. quarterback got hurt mm-hmm. again, but Nick Foles is is there. Our but then God, it kind of yeah. gets into like, we got to make a decision. Mm-hmm. Are we going to keep Nick Foles, Foles or, or Wentz? And we all kind of know what happens. Yeah. We get rid of we get rid of uh, Foles. It doesn't do anything in Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're like, yeah, we made the right decision. Mm-hmm. But the next year, in year four, for Doug, we go nine and seven again. Mm. We did make the playoffs, but we go nine and seven, and Carson Wentz doesn't look like the Carson Wentz. We remember. We all we, love yeah, and we, remember. Yeah, yeah, we remember. 
But he plays a full season. He plays a full final. He <laughs> plays a full season, yeah. Um, we started off pretty weak, and again, we take it in December mm-hmm. and just win the division. Yeah. Um, a strong closeout by Carson Wentz and also yeah. securing the starting position for himself that year. You know, it was just like, okay, this is the Wentz. We all know and love where he where he gets in those clutch moments where we get to, we hadn't got, we we never got to see him in those clutch moments. A little glimpse of that I saw was during that Rams game, our Super Bowl winning season, and uh, he gets injured and he stays in and throws that touchdown because that touchdown is a must at that point. Uh, he stays in and he throws that touchdown, which I thought was like guts and 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 just brawn. It's just it it, it it's just you don't. It, not any quarterback can just do that, staying on injury. And I don't think that was highlighted enough. Stays in on an injury. What was it? Torn what? Torn, Torn everything. Torn yeah. everything. At least ACL. <laughs> Man, you see the scene, the way his knee went, you know, when those two defenders, uh, you know, closed in on him like that. And you know what's crazy about that, that injury is that um, a lot of his teammates was telling him he needed to stop doing it. He needed to stop doing it. He needed to start sliding. He wouldn't slide. He would try to dive in. And he dove in that time and got clapped up. And seeing him get up, I've seen players on torn ACL, you know, especially in the NBA and things like that, and they, they can't stand. They're crying. He stays in and he throws a touchdown to Alshon Jeffrey. And it was just a thread and needle, thread the needle play again, once again, by Carson Wentz. And it was just like, okay, this dude is the real deal. I remember that, and it just having Nick Foles come in and close out the game. But one thing in my mind was like, yo, Wentz is our quarterback, you know. But not seeing in the future in foresight that Nick Foles would go on and win the Super Bowl for us <laughs> in, a, in a crushing fashion, you know. But he does finish the season, and he closes out with four divisional wins. And I don't care about anybody. Divisional games are hard because they're divisional games, and the, the rivalry is just so, like, so hot. And – Anybody's vulnerable in a divisional game. Game uh, a team could be the worst in the league, and that division divisional game they'll probably lose it. You know, I mean, the best in the league and have a divisional game and lose divisional the divisional game to a team that's like what four and twelve. Like the Chiefs, <laughs> like, Chiefs this year lost to the Raiders. Exactly in the divisional game. In the divisional game. Um, the, the Dolphin, the Patriots lost to the Dolphins in the divisional game. Uh, with the year before, with uh, what you call it, uh, Kenyon Drake. Uh, when, young Drake, when he when they when they got Gronk because they were trying to they were feeling real ballsy and put Gronk <laughs> in at at safety <laughs> and and he just runs right past Gronk Gronk trying to <laughs> chase him down and he runs right past Gronk but th- those type of situations that th- those divisional games can get you you know yeah I'm I'm gonna say this um, I started getting nervous about Doug as coach. This year. That year. Yeah. yeah me the, too. The me year too. before, like, a lot of the things that we did mm-hmm. when we won the Super Bowl mm-hmm. didn't work out. Mm-hmm. But I was like, you know what? Like, that's just the law averages. Right. Sometimes. Some of them are kind of boneheaded. Mm-hmm. Like, he did some things. You know, like, what are you doing? <laughs> Why did but, you do like, that? Yeah. Especially like, this past season. Yeah. There's a lot of that. Yeah. But, like, two years after the Super Bowl, like, they still weren't working. And mm-hmm. I was like, I don't, I, don't, I don't know if I trust this dude anymore. Right. No better than Chip Kelly. <laughs> no better than Chip Kelly. Yeah. Point, I, right. I started wondering, I kind of towards the end when we were five and seven. Like, mm-hmm. All right. Was, was that year just a fluke year? Right. Was because, that just our 
Yeah, because at that rate, we're five and seven, so we're under right. 500. Mm-hmm. The year before, we were nine and seven. Mm-hmm. Like, that's not even close to 13 and three. No. Not even nowhere mm-hmm. close. And we remember, we do lose key pieces to that yeah. Super Bowl run. And what we started to suffer was from the run game. Run game non-existent. Non-existent run yeah. game. And Philly has been a team over the over the years that a team that that like really dwells uh, that 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 bodes well under a good run game because we had that fast-paced offense, that quarterback running back duo that we've known we we've all known and loved, and then we get that slowdown with Nick Foles because Nick Foles isn't that uh, um, mobile quarterback, and you know leaving Vic and Donovan McNabb, those mobile quarterbacks we're so used to slowing it down, but we still had that running game, you know, LaShawn McCoy and seeing the like key pieces like LaShawn McCoy and Deshaun Jackson go, which like really does a number to our offense. But we fix it. It seems like we, we start to see Alsh, um, Nelson Aguilar and then Alshon Jeffrey down there just grabbing anything you throw to him. And then Nelson Aguilar can get those big streak plays, especially that Super Bowl winning season. You know, those streak plays where Nelson Aguilar would shine and beat the defender, you know, um, yeah, this year was the last year Doug makes it into the postseason. Mm. Um, we played Seattle, who I don't think he ever beat. Honestly. No, I don't think he ever he beat. Never him. I think beat. he was zero and four. Yeah, against Seattle. Them. Yeah. We lose to him nine and seventeen with um, a guy who basically <laughs> spears yeah. Carson Wentz right in the head. What is it, Jadavion Clowney? Jadavion Clowney. Yep. So Carson is out, and we're like, all right, well, let's put our 45-year-old backup or however old he was. And, and Josh McCown. Josh McCown. We almost had a chance. Yeah. But you're like, how many years can you go in a row, like squeaking into yeah. the playoffs backup with, with backup quarterbacks with without, like, a, a direction for mm-hmm. who's going to be coaching what side of the right. the offense and whatnot. So then 20, 2020 – 21 season. It's a little weird because the start off is, is COVID and yeah. all that. Um, Doug did get COVID, by the way. <laughs> yep. Um, but before the season, he has uh, Mike Grow, the offensive coordinator. He says he's safe. And the next day <laughs> fires him and decides to not have an offensive coordinator. What are your thoughts on that? Going into a season. Bonehead. <laughs> Bonehead. After a season where – you you barely you know scrape by you know on some questionable on a questionable offense where we're looking to get key pieces you know to um to to better our offense and let's talk about that draft that draft like I'm thinking like does any does Car- does does Doug Peterson have anything to do with this draft too like does the head coach have anything to do with this draft because some of the pieces that we got, you know, those last two, those last two draft, the the on um, those last two draft picks that you know, I mean, your drafts, yeah. those last two drafts, were questionable, <laughs> very questionable. We we getting we getting hybrid players that we can like, oh, we can just use him for this and this and that and the other. No, I want yeah. players that are specifically suited for their position. I don't want players you can. They they they're, they're always trying to you know. Take the cheap route, it looks like. You know, we draft who? J.J. Arcadial Whiteside. And people are like, oh, he's a beast. In the yeah. preseason, it looks great. And then the regular season, he's nothing. He's soft. 
and we didn't choose DK Metcalf, who goes to Seattle. Goes to Seattle. Beats us twice. So, yeah. Um, I can give one mulligan on that. Yeah. But then, yeah, since this 2021 season, <laughs> you know, looking at it now, and then looking at who we could have taken. Yeah. Um, and that's, yeah, that's when I started not liking Howie Roseman. Yeah, too. Howie Roseman, too. We're yeah. going to get into that, yeah, too. Yeah, we'll get into that. But, um, yeah, but speaking of that draft, I don't know why you would uh, not move ahead of your rival, Dallas. Right. Because you know they what they need, and they know what we need. Mm-hmm. And if they're picking right above you, they're going to find a way to screw you. And Jerry right. Jones did it and like showed him on his boat. Mm-hmm. And he's like got this big smile on his face. And then we end up taking Rager, who, <laughs> who may be good eventually. But no one knew but, who that was. It was like, wait, wait, wait. It's like Cal yeah. Kuzma out of Utah. <laughs> who is that? Like, whoa, whoa, whoa wait. <laughs> wait a minute. Who is that guy? You know? Um, yeah, so, so it seems like a lot of questionable things. Yeah. You're getting rid of your offensive coordinator after a day you say he's safe. We have these weird drafts. Right. You know, we get Jalen Hurts, and we're like, why would we pick why a guy in the second round? Be? Like, yeah, like, he, he seems to be a great leader, but it's like, this is the year that Carson's supposed to be, like, fully healthy yes. and take over the team and not have to worry about distractions. And then you bring someone in that's kind of at least going to be in the back of his mind. So, yeah, so, like, to preface this year, it seemed like we weren't focused. Mm-hmm. Like Doug, focused. Doug Peterson in 2017 was focused. Mm-hmm. And it seems like he's not focused. He's, mm-hmm. he's saying one thing, he's doing another. And then let go of Malcolm Jenkins. Yeah, let go of Malcolm Jenkins. Someone who was a – someone you don't – someone you, you retire with your organization because he's such a leader in the locker room. It, it He really brought the team together. Like when, when they were going into the Super Bowl, who was the guy, you know, like Brian – usually it was Brian Dawkins back in the day, Right. Who reminded you of Brian Dawkins, you know, that would rally the team together and hype them up. It was Malcolm Jenkins. Everybody was looking to Malcolm Jenkins. And I think, you know, that that release of Malcolm Jenkins was a a detrimental blow to our morale as a team, you know, and then also drafting that QB in the second in the second. uh, um, Second round of of the draft. It's just it's. Yeah, and that comes right after we signed Carson to a big contract. A big contract. Can't Finally give it to him. Yeah, so this year goes the complete opposite of how we think. We, we, we're we 2 and one to start off the season. <laughs> so his first year goes 3-0 and in his first three games. His last season, he's winless in his first three games. And, like, they weren't – they were ugly losses. He's in t- and yeah. Then, Close losses. Yeah. I remember after the Bengals game, I was like, dude, we, someone's got to go. Yeah. Because we tied, we tied the Bengals, who were also winless. Mm-hmm. And just the ending of the game in overtime, mm. we're like, just go for the victory. Like, who cares right, about exactly. it? Right, exactly. Um, we got to get, like, two delay games and punting it. Right. When you could have just ran a play and threw it a, like a Hail Mary. Mm-hmm. And if you would have failed, they would have it with a handful of seconds left in the middle of the field. Is 0-3 going to really matter if your team is looking this bad? Right. Or is 0-2-1 going to matter? Mm. Now, it did look like it mattered because right. we saw, cause that kept us in first place for quite a bit of quite time. Quite a bit of time, that that that, but, that extra point something. <laughs> yeah, but I kind of realized that in the year before, there's no point in making the playoffs with this team Right. to just lose in the first round. Right, exactly. And then have Dallas pick the person you want right mm-hmm. in front of you. Right. Um, 
Yeah, you want to talk about Carson getting benched? <laughs> Carson getting benched was probably one of the worst moves they could have made. Okay. They could have definitely let him finish out the season, I would say, at that point. Finish out what type of message do you send to your franchise QB? You just paid a max contract to by benching him while he's having a bad season. And there's, let's take Matt Ryan, for example. <laughs> Falcons been doing terrible ever since that, that, that season. They've gone four and 12 as well, you know. What were they this season, actually? They were, had four wins. Yeah, four wins, just like us. They could, they could, they had a lot of fourth quarter uh, games that they blew. They blew, but just like us, yeah. blow it in the, in the fourth quarter. And just benching Matt Ryan, you know, that, that's just like benching Matt Ryan at this point because he's your, your your franchise QB. That's your guy you're going to. And you said you are the guy because they got rid of Nick Foles. And just to see, you know, them bench him, it was just like, what? What was your, what did you think was going to happen with that move? What, what was your thoughts on, like, them benching Carson Wentz in the middle of the season? Yeah. I was all for it, honestly. Really? Because, yeah. Because Interesting. Carson led the league in virtually every category you didn't want to lead the league in. Mm-hmm. And That's sacks true. and interceptions, losses, you know, like <laughs> basically everything. I mean, he didn't lead the league in losses. There was a few teams that had, were, were winless. Mm-hmm. But um, basically, I was for it way back. Like kind of in the middle of the season, yeah. When he was just playing terrible, and I was yeah. like, man, just I was like, some like this season's a lost throw, mm-hmm. throw Jalen. Like you're gonna throw Jalen in there for mm-hmm. like a weird, stupid play. Put him in a little bit more, and something must be wrong with Carson. I don't think anything was wrong with Carson besides mentally. Mm-hmm. But I was for some some sort of change if he wanted to try to win now. Um. Oh, but what about the the, the, the teammates dropping passes and um, yeah, that's all off of the offensive line was garbage this year. Yeah. Offensive line, we lost Brandon Brooks at the beginning of the season, and that's a guy that that's who made our offensive line top five in the in the, in the NFL. And losing him, you know, and then also ha- still having Jason Peters instead of training somebody to take over for him, we still have this old guy and Jason Peters, you know. Much love to Jason Peters and what he's done. You know, he's he's the bodyguard. You know, that's where. Much love, yeah. yeah, much love to him and what he's done. But but at this point, you need to be giving getting pieces to build around Carson. And I don't think they did that. And then how much did they? Because I don't think the blame is not all on Carson Wentz. Because how many sacks was he taking each game? Not to mention, he did he did hold on to the ball a little longer than he needed to, and he did throw some dumb throw up some dumb passes. Yeah. And he thought he was Russell Wilson just throwing that thing up there <laughs> like that, you know. He knew thought he th- or he thought he was Aaron Rodgers, you know, throwing it up there like that. But the the blame isn't all on Carson. And then let's talk about some of those 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 offensive the, those, some of those questionable offensive plays that were being called. Remember, we don't even have an offensive coordinator. So this is all Doug. Basically. It's all Doug, it's all you know. Doug. And, and and that that relationship is fractured by by benching him at that point, or even bringing Hurts in on plays like we're the Saints or something. We can afford to do that. It it, it, it to me it's just like. 
all the blame wasn't on Carson to me. It was just so much stuff going wrong. Injuries, Alshon Jeffrey not being there because Alshon Jeffrey was a go-to guy for Carson Wentz. Ertz, not, Ertz getting injured as well, you know. And Dallas Goddard was injured at one point too. Like, it, it was so many injuries. Our defense was garbage. You know, they couldn't stop, couldn't stop uh, the, the other team from scoring. Uh, there's a lot of blame to go around. Right. This on is, this team. Yeah, this is kind of where I started blaming Doug, and and then I started throwing Howie in there. Yeah. Because I'm like, dude, man, how every year are our top wide receivers hurt? Deshaun Goodness. Jackson, like, why? Do we, why what was the <laughs> point of bringing Deshaun point Jackson bring in? He comes in, he gets one touchdown, and he celebrates and hurts himself. Right. And you're like, like just, just cut him now at this point. Like, what, what, what message are you sending keeping him at this mm. point? He, he's not playing. He's getting older. He, he, every time he steps on the field, he does something stupid. Yeah, like that's but, not someone you want around on your on your team. That's true, but then again, he'll come in and make a play, and you're like, "Oh, this is why we have Deshaun Jackson." Like last year when we brought him in, he just turned up. Because remember that he played the first game, and then after that, he got injured. Huh. Something happened. He got injured. He's very injury prone. And then also coming in the last part of the season, one of those touchdowns belonged to. Deshaun Jackson, when we played the, the Washington football team. Um, and he threw that thing up there, and he, and he hurt through that thing up there to him, and he grabbed it, snagged it, and ran it on it, and he beat defenders. At his age, him beating defenders, top defenders at his age is crazy to me. But he can't stay healthy enough, so we don't, we don't need it. We need to be putting Jalen Rager in that position where he's beating people. You know, um, and then just – the the message you sent to the team by, you know, tanking that last game. And I understand that it was a move for the the for the for the future of the franchise, you know, but it's just a lot that went wrong this season and we were the talk of the town. Even though there were teams out there that were doing terrible just like us, what made us different is all of the controversy and gossip going on at our in our team. Our team was just falling apart been doing that we've been deteriorating through the years and this this season was the season I was like okay I know this is going to happen as soon as we lose those first two games I said oh this isn't our season yeah and I, th- I think Doug started seeing the writing on the wall mm-hmm. and like every decision he made was the wrong decision yep yeah um <laughs> not hiring someone for the offense Mm-mm. made Carson mm-hmm. look bad and then not feeding Miles Sanders yeah, not feeding Miles Sanders at all. At all. I don't even know what kind of <laughs> offensive scheme that is. Yeah, and and then, you know, obviously when Carson Wentz is doing terrible mm-hmm. because your play calling is terrible. Terrible. People are going to start saying, hey, you just drafted this guy in the second round. Why aren't you going to play him? Right. Like, what's the well, – why? Why keep him on the bench if mm-hmm. someone's doing terrible and you got a shot to win? And that kind of got in his head, and then he put Jalen Hurts in. Mm-hmm. And that kind of – now, well, like looking at it now, that was probably the nail in the coffin for him. Mm-hmm. I thought at the time it was going to be three people were were on the hot seat: Howie, mm-hmm. Doug, and Carson. Right. And from from what I kind of heard from Chris Long, um, he was talking about us. Mm-hmm. Great. <laughs> he only played for us, I think, two or three seasons. Yeah, two or three amazing. seasons. Amazing. He was amazing. Yeah, yeah, he was amazing when yeah. he was with us. Yeah. He said. This is kind of like Jeffrey looking at, all right, who's going to go? Right. If, if Jalen comes out and he plays amazing, Carson is the issue. He's and toast, Carson yeah. is the go. 
if Jalen comes out and plays terrible, it's dug because he had two quarterbacks. You can't both of them stink. That's not right. possible. Mm-hmm. It's got to be you. Right. And I wanted Howie Howie on the hot seat, but yeah, well, I wanted Howie gone. Apparently, that's not a thing that's going to happen. Yeah, because they're tight. Well. They're happening to be the owner and him having to be tight. You know. Yeah. 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 But needless to say, that wasn't the case. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think just not having Wentz in was the reason why Doug got fired. Right. Um, that that week seventeen, I was all for it because I'm like, what's the point of winning a game and screwing yourself up for the future? Right. Teams do it in every league. Mm-hmm. There was Tank for Tua. Right. Like <laughs> two years ago or last mm-hmm. year, the um, the Jaguars were chanting. Tank for Trevor this right, year. Right, right, exactly. So I'm yeah. like, why can't? Why do we get ridiculed and do it? Right, exactly. So, yeah. So that was like the last time I actually defended Doug. <laughs> yeah. And his and his decision making. Right. But yeah, after the season, I was like, someone's got to go. Yeah, and somebody's got it. Something's got to change here. Yeah, and honestly, I was down with keeping Doug because mm-hmm. he put in Jalen, and he was showing he's willing to do what was to, best to for do, the team. Yeah, to do what he needed to do to win. Mm-hmm. And. I was like, Howie's got to go because yeah. I gave him the mulligan on not getting DK and getting mm-hmm. Whiteside, but I couldn't forgive you for <laughs> not for Rager and not getting not getting Jefferson or Jefferson, moving up, yeah. moving up to try to get Lamb. Even if Rager becomes like a up, like a Pro Bowler, mm-hmm. you still missed all these two people yeah. immediately. And right, was, and they've been they did amazing. Yeah. You know, it's like just like seeing DK do amazing your yeah, last yeah. season, or even seeing. Um, AJ Brown could have probably got AJ Brown too. You know, it's these these options that we 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 get and we choose mediocrity. You know, mediocrity. It's just like, just yeah, just remove that season from the screen. I'm just getting sick of just looking at that <laughs> season. Like goodness gracious. Yeah. So we're going into the off season. We have almost eighty million dollars over the over the cap based on where you stand. Mm. Some you may be like fifty or sixty. It'll it's all going to come out soon. But we're going to be way over the cap. We got a team that stinks, and we still don't know what to do. So we get rid of Doug. Um, Alshon's gone. Alshon's yeah. What's your what's your thoughts on getting rid of Doug now? You think good or bad after after everything? I thought Howie was going to be gone. Yeah. I wanted to keep Peterson, give him another year, make it make give. Because he got us the Super Bowl, and he got us to the playoffs. And it may have been a while away, but we got to the playoffs. This was like his really first really bad season, you know. Um, but just to see him just get fired like that was kind of like, I was like, dang, you know. And, and they did it, and I'm pretty sure they did it for Carson, because Carson and, and Doug Peterson's relationship was was, was fractured. It was, it was pretty much done after uh, Peterson decided to go with Hertz instead of uh, Wentz, you know, especially after, like, how he did. Mike Rowe probably told Wentz his position was good, and then in the last second, you know, changed his mind. Most likely it probably was. And, and seeing, you know, signs of that, you know, probably nothing was going well, you know. Zach Ertz, what about Zach? You ever think about Zach Ertz? Yeah, I mean, now looking at the cap, I'm like, People gotta gotta save money, so he's got to go, and it's just got to blow up the team. Mm-hmm. I was down just like you with giving Doug Peterson a chance mm-hmm. before this season. I was mm-hmm. okay with him getting fired, but after yeah. the season, seeing that he was willing to change, I was 
I was for him staying, how he's right. going, and saying, hey, like, you can chop Wentz around, but it's probably going to be a bad deal mm-hmm. this year. Right. Keep him, see what happens in the next year. Right. Because it could, if, you know, it could just be that one season and right, just three injuries season. and yeah. he's, he's back to normal. Mm-hmm. We'll see. But, like, you just sign him for a big contract. Don't get rid of him and then have him be super good right. on another <laughs> team immediately. Right. Like, at least give him another chance. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree, man. Yeah. So, Laurie ends up firing Doug. It says all this, all this stuff, and now Doug is on the hot market. Mm. Where did the Eagles go? And we'll get back to what. No, let's let's finish Doug. Where? What do you think Doug does now? He's had five years in the league, one great season. Yeah. The other is mediocre, and a lot of his play calling is is questionable now because four years he never got the ten wins. One year he did absolutely. Like phenomenal, mm-hmm. but um, we have this boltbeat.com, which is um, the Chargers fan base. It's a website, and they just but they need a head coach. Right. And they have an article about well, not to hire Doug, and they just go over all his <laughs> all his downfalls and yeah. why you should not look at him. Good. So, so what do you do with Doug? Like, if you're if you're a team, do you take him? Oh, there's a team out there that'll, that'll take. I'm pretty sure we'll take Doug Peterson, especially having uh, two seasons where he goes to the playoffs. He makes the best out of his situation that he has, and then also um, that Super Bowl with a backup QB. That's close <laughs> to impossible happening, especially against the Patriots and Tom Brady and, and um, what's his name, the head coach for the, for the Patriots, um, Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick. I'm tripping. Uh, Bill <laughs> Belichick. You know. I think a team takes him, you know. But the Chargers makes a good, they make a good argument on why not to take him because he does have questionable play calling at, at clutch times where we need good play calling. Mm-hmm. Um, some plays I've seen happen this season, I was just like, what in the world was that? It's just like, okay. But one, some things you can't blame the coach for. You know, it's a lot of stuff we blame Doug for, I believe, that we can't blame him for. And that's just the performance of the players, you know. The performance of the players for the Eagles, you know, was just poor. You 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 can't get in there and say and make them like, yo, play better, you know. I think a team takes him, you know. Mm-hmm. I think a team takes him. I I think he sits out a year and kind of weighs his options mm-hmm. because he's probably he's going to probably interview a few places. Mm-hmm. And looking at the NFL, there's how many teams need new coaches every year? Right. I think yeah. I think the 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 league in four years turns over, so it's about eight eight jobs open mm-hmm. a year. If there's nothing he likes, like let's say he wanted to go to Jacksonville this year, but right. Meyer got it. Mm-hmm. Why not sit out another year and right. and find another team that you really want to go to? Because mm-hmm. I don't know if he wants to go to Detroit. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you know where these other other ones are going to be and if he wants to live in that area. But if he takes a year off, he can kind of assess his whole situation. Right. And, like, what he did wrong in Philly. If he gets a job immediately, you know, he might not actually, like, think back and and kind of, you know, take into consideration all the things that, that didn't mm-hmm. work. Right. Because um, I'm looking at it in offense. Every year since we lost Frank Reich, who's now in Indy, Indy like, we just were average or terrible on offense and mm-hmm. yards and everything. So I think that's something that Doug needs to kind of 
go over like, all right, what, what was working, what was right, not working? Right, exactly, yeah. So if, if I was Doug, I would take a year off. I don't mm-hmm. think it's going to hurt him in no, any way. No, probably not, no. But, yeah, I, I think he probably takes a job stupidly. Yeah. Right now. Um, <laughs> hops right back into it, huh? Yeah, hops right back into it because he'll mm-hmm. probably get the itch, and there's probably a few teams left, and someone's going to offer him something. Right. Um, where do the Eagles go? Because we're over the cap. Mm-hmm. We have the sixth pick in the draft, but we have a quarterback controversy. Right. And it seems like the, the organization is like Carson Wentz is starting. And that might be the reason why Doug went. So we gotta, it's like, we're going to have you, to start trading. We're going to yeah. trade and start trading. If you're going to keep Carson, you're going to have to trade Hurts. Can't have them both there. Um, the Ertz situation, they need to lock that down, meaning whether they're going to trade Ertz. I, w- I don't want to trade Ertz. Ertz is a key part of, of the Philadelphia culture and Philadelphia team. He's still a top contending tight end to me, you know, yeah. from what I've seen and his ability to play. Uh, he just was injured this season, just like any other good tight end out there that, that gets injured. He comes back and, he, and they should be able to prove themselves. Um but well, we need to get rid of all of this. Uh, we need to restructure, man. This is the, our move is to restructure everything. Do you do you go after someone offensively? You go to someone defensively for this restructure because we, we have no defensive coordinator either. We need cornerbacks. We definitely need cornerbacks. Uh, we still need wide receivers. We still need wide receivers. This this it's this always this, it's always those two. And, 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 <laughs> it's always and those two. I'm expecting Brandon Brooks to come back healthy. Yeah. Um, we get Brandon Brooks back. Uh, left tackle. Should I go to Malata? Yeah. Jordan Malata. Um, and then I don't know whether Jason Kelsey is coming back this season. We lose Jason Kelsey. That's a oof. <laughs> that is an L, man. That is a big L if we lose Jason Kelsey this on this offseason. But we got – we. Where we go from here is just restructuring, man. We need to restructure. We need to plan, map out. This ain't a simple off season for us. It ain't just sign a couple people. No. Yeah, I don't. I don't know who who would want our job right now. Right. Looking at it, compared to the Jets just hired somebody. Jacksonville Jaguars just hired somebody. But like, there's more desirable jobs out there. Right. You could even say Atlanta's more desirable. More desirable right than this place is. Yeah. Not only are we bad and we terrible, we have a lot of controversy going on a lot of a lot of uh, um you can't go after free agents right you can't go after free agents because we don't have the cap for it yeah. at all um but what about deuce daily yeah deuce daily is someone that i think is a great person to pick but like we were saying before the episode i don't want him to be put in a bad situation and get blamed right. and fired for something that mm-hmm. is out of his control mm-hmm. in a few years from now because he didn't turn it around quick enough and mm. I like that if he is, Miles Sanders is getting the ball a lot more. Right, exactly. Like, yeah. Yeah, that would mean Carson obviously is probably gonna be it if yeah. Doug Peterson got fired because of this car this situation. Dude Staley ain't coming out saying Jalen's my quarterback. Right, no, <laughs> not at all. Wouldn't do that. No. Um, no. So we'll probably be more run happy, which mm-hmm. is a good thing. That's a good thing. It takes some pressure off of Carson yeah. not to have to throw the ball on first down. <laughs> you feel me? <laughs> yeah. So I would be <laughs> I'd be all for Deuce Staley. Mm-hmm. If, like, we can be like, all right, you got, like, five, six years. Yeah. We'll give you time. We understand the situation we're in. Right. But if we expect him 
within two years to be like Doug and be contending for a title yeah. like that, I think like that's a pipe dream. Yes. Unless somehow we're able to get rid of these players and do the things like right. you said. Right. Um, looking at next year, we got some tough teams. Mm-hmm. Um, we obviously are playing our divisional games, but we got teams that we don't want to play. Yeah. <laughs> right now, we got the Saints and Bucks. Bucks are going to be just back. I heard the Bucks will yeah. be even better next year. Right. A lot of people are saying they might be their Super Bowl team. The Saints, obviously, we know how good they are right yeah. now. The Niners will be healthy. They went to the wait, Super wait, Bowl. Wait, hold on. What about those Saints? <laughs> will Drew Brees be back? Ooh. Mm. Yeah, Drew Brees isn't back. Man. Yeah, that might that, be a whole different story. Yeah, it's a whole different story. Because we can beat him with Jalen. Right, we can beat him with Jalen. So yeah, so yeah. Um, the Chiefs probably yep. Super Bowl champs. Champs yep. again, yeah, and the yeah. Chargers have a have a good team mm-hmm. um, if they get it together. Right, if they get it together. There is one stat. I think I I don't know if I told you, but I'm going to tell you right now anyway. <laughs> mm-hmm. There was three teams I think in Week Nine that didn't have a loss by less than a touchdown. And those three teams were the Chiefs, who had a loss to the Raiders by a little bit, the undefeated Steelers, and the 2-7 and seven Chargers. So every game the Chargers could have won. Fourth quarter. Fourth quarter W. <laughs> fourth so, quarter L's, yeah. Yeah, so the Chargers aren't going to be a bad team. So right. that, that could be a lot of losses next mm, year true. just in that. Very and true. then we still have, like, the weak teams. Mm-hmm. You could say, like, the Panthers, Falcons, Lions, Broncos. Like, it's, I don't think it's getting any better right, right. now. <laughs> unless somehow, like, you know, we can, we can do all these things you said. We can get rid of people. Right. Um, if you're going into this draft, who, who should we be looking at? Man, I'm, I'm looking at Devontae Smith. <laughs> Uh, from uh, what is it, Alabama? Alabama. Alabama. Yeah, Heisman uh, Trophy winner. Right, Heisman Trophy winner. That would be good for morale for the the, the city of Philadelphia to finally get a draft pick. We're like, we did it this yeah. year, you know. Um, and going in as yeah. like this is the person we wanted. Exactly. Yeah. Um, we should be definitely looking for uh, an, a, another receiver. I will get another receiver or a cornerback with the next pick. I'll get a cornerback or because with defensive line, our defensive line is. Definitely good. Top defensive line in the league. Um, but we're looking for cornerbacks, man, because – or safety or another safety. Or how did you feel about Jalen Mills this year? Because Rodney McLeod was playing this year. I think he, he probably did the best he could have done. I've mm-hmm. never been a big Jalen Mills fan. Me either, When we no. were in the Super Bowl, I thought he was trash. Yeah, trash, yeah. But you know, for not being in that position and being handed a bad, mm-hmm. a bad thing, I think he did okay. Okay. I, I don't think it's a long-term solution. Right. Having him back there. Yeah. But if next year, if we need him back there just to get by, mm-hmm. I don't expect much next year. So I'll right. be cool with it for maybe one more year yeah. until we. But then we need to start getting some pieces. Some put together, yeah. That defense. Some linebackers. We need linebackers, man. Um, what's his name? Did great this year. Um, what's his name? Was it the left line? Was that our left linebacker? I'm thinking. Let's see. Here's a list of people coming back next year. Um, 
Sean Bradley. Sean, was it Sean Bradley? <laughs> no, I'm just seeing the name. And I'm thinking back to the Sixers, Sean Bradley. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> was it TJ Edwards that was uh, doing some good stuff this year? I think it's TJ Edwards. He had two sacks, 87 tackles. Yeah, that was him. him. It could have been him. TJ Edwards was doing some work for us this year, and, and I liked it. Um, he has a future in Philadelphia um, for sure, but we need we need some we need linebackers in this in this we need a linebacker, a good linebacker, a top linebacker, and coming out of college, we need that. You know, uh, we need a, a what's his name from the Cowboys. When he first came in, it, it, um, he was paired up with Sean Lee. And, um, it was the guy from Boise State. Van Der Esch. Um, Van Der Esch. Yeah, Van Der Esch. We need one of those coming out of you know this draft. We need a buff up on that defense, that defense that can hold teams in the fourth quarter. No no doubt, you know. We need that. Um, offense, I think we're fine, you know. We get a, we get a good receiver like that, Brager, because we're going to end up getting rid of Alshon Jeffrey. Who's the next man? Oh, Travis uh, Fogelman. Good. Bring him back. He'll be there. You know, that's a good – that setup right there, perfect for us. Um, and also, what's the Greg Ward? You know, having Greg Ward, that's four right there, you know. But um, – oh, <laughs> just right here in front of me. Yeah. I'm trying to, this, I'm this is the people guarantee you for next year. So, Deshaun Jackson is guaranteed for next year? So right now we have unrestricted free agent Jalen Mills. I mean, technically he might not come back, but yeah. we're going to assume he will. Let's um, see. Uh, if we keep Ertz and um, Goddard, we don't need Perkins back. Craven LeBlanc. What do you think about Craven LeBlanc? Um, he's okay. He's cool, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Get rid of Nathan. <laughs> he, he's terrible um, in um, coverage. After watching what he did in uh, the Pittsburgh game, I was yeah. I was done with him. Yeah, he's got to go. Um, I don't even think I watched Rudy Ford like that. Um, well, I think he was getting burnt though. Almost everyone was getting burnt. Yeah, everybody, <laughs> almost everybody was getting burnt. Corey Clement, man, I because of what he did for our twenty our twenty seventeen season, you know. I'm gonna miss him if he goes, but he hasn't been doing anything for us. No. So we might as well let him go. Uh, Ni- uh, Nikolai Roby Coleman. Who we get him from? The Falcons. We got him from the Falcons. I think so. Yeah. Um, yeah. Jason Peters got to go. He should just retire. He's got to go. Um, when you pay him as much as we pay right. him to come in, mm-hmm. he's going to play until uh-huh. he dies. Richard Rogers. I think we should keep Richard Rogers. He's a good he's a good backup. Definitely a good backup for us. I think we should keep Richard Rogers at tight end. Um Duke Riley. I heard some good things about Duke Riley. I did hear some good things about Duke Riley. We get rid of uh Nathan uh Gary or Jerry, whatever however he says his last name, but we keep Duke Riley on that outside linebacker. Um I think he's a we should pick him back up for sure. Um Greg Ward, exclusive rights. Free agency, okay. Greg Ward and Alex Singleton. I heard something about Singleton too. Oh, we should keep Boston Scott. 
definitely keep Boston Scott. Um, if we get rid of Corey Clement, we can keep Boston Scott um, in there with uh, Miles Sanders. I think they should be a duel in the back. That that would be great for us. We we work best at duel. Yeah. In the back, you know, shotgun duel. Um, tight ends. Okay, so they say Zach Ertz is for sure coming back. That's good. Um, yeah, Darius Slay coming back. That would be great. Craig James, uh, Avante Maddox coming back. Rodney McLeod, definitely good. Some of these people I didn't really get a chance to really observe like that. Kayvon Wallace, you know, he what did he do this year? Mm-hmm. I I didn't really see him. I know we just drafted him. We just drafted him. I don't know uh, what he did um, for real. Uh, hmm. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of questions that need to get mm-hmm. into this offseason. Yeah. And, um. Yeah, next time you see us on the podcast on everything, it'll be the the preview of the regular season unless we trade Carson or right. something major happens. <laughs> yeah. To him. But um, yeah, as we're wrapping up this podcast, um, the stat for me, the stat of Doug Peterson's career, um, I'm going to compare him to Chip Kelly. Mm-hmm. Um, Chip Kelly had. Just for everyone, just weird tidbit. Mm-hmm. Chip Kelly had more 10-win seasons than Doug Peterson did. That's true. That's true. We went 10-6 twice. <laughs> twice. With, with Chip Kelly. Yeah. And Doug Peterson made the playoffs more, ironically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he did make the playoffs more, yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, that's just a weird stat to think of. Mm-hmm. And Chip Kelly had two less years. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, everyone's going to say the Super Bowl victory is what they're going to remember most. Right. So I had to pick. Obviously, that's going to be number one. Mm-hmm. But my next little tidbit: what um, what's something you're going to remember the Doug Peterson era by? Man, that Super Bowl, man, that Super Bowl season, man, that we were on fire. Like all my friends couldn't talk trash to me at all, man. I was talking <laughs> trash to everybody. Just being able to talk trash to people, yeah. What's, what's your team doing? <laughs> and then I remember everyone saying that we were done after Carson went down. I was like, I thought we were done. I was like, oh, oh no. And then to see us. Pull it out, and then having my boy there, who's like a big Patriots fan, seeing them win, man. I got a video of me just going crazy, like you know, in all my Eagles gear, you know, old school Eagles gear too. Um, it was just amazing. Uh, but I will always remember Doug Peterson for that, you know, you know, and then yeah, yeah. Besides that, I think Doug Peterson. <laughs> besides we'll that, get, we'll get remembered. Yeah. Probably as that coach that like couldn't couldn't make a decision was mm-hmm. really risky, and and it, it kind of backfired some right. more often than than it did. Right, than it did work out. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, D'Angelo, thank you for joining the podcast. Man, it's a pleasure, yeah. man. You know, I love talking about some Eagles, man. <laughs> Got the right guy here to talk about some Eagles, man. Sheesh, yeah. Yeah. And you'll see D'Angelo on a few different episodes mm. in the future. For sure. For sure. For sure. Um, thank you guys for listening to the podcast on everything. You can find us on the website, thepodcastoneverything.com, or any app or platform that is available to listen to podcasts. Mm. So thank you for listening to this Eagle Special Edition, Doug Peterson Fire. <laughs> Peace.